Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, VP listeners. It is our final day of recording for this week. It is Friday, June 17th. I'm Kim Howard, joined for the last day with Kennedy. Um, On Fridays, we like to talk about how it went, and then also if there are any themes. We'll maybe get to the themes at the end of the recording, Um, but at the beginning, I'm just going to say, I think this went well, and so I'm going to ask Kennedy what she thinks, but I personally think this one went okay. I think it was good. How about you, Kennedy? What do you think? I'd say it went pretty good. It's definitely not as intimidating or hard as I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I'd say it went pretty good. All right. Well, shoot. I probably didn't need to bribe you then, but I guess it is what it is at this point. So I'll make good on my bribe slash promise. Um, Yeah, I think everybody's intimidated by this really do. And then I have found no one yet that said, you know what? I will never do this again because it was so horribly awful. Now, not everybody wants to do it again. I get that. But I think that once you've done it, you might be more willing to do it again. Um, It's not as scary as people think. Um, What did you think about this, like going through the scriptures? Did you feel like that is helpful and just like, do you think that's a pattern that you will keep up or do you think you did this just for the podcast because I asked you to, and you're not likely to sustain that type of Bible study and thought process? I'd say I'd probably keep it up because especially like reading through it and writing down things that like stick out to me helps me to better understand the passage that I'm reading. Like, I feel like when I'm reading it, yeah, I just read through it. Nothing really sticks in my mind unless I'm looking for something or trying to find something or, like, something actually sticks out to me, and I try to deeply think through that. Yeah, I think it's a great habit, and I do – I feel the same way. Like, if I'm just reading sometimes through my devotions or whatever and not really, like, stopping to pause and think about it, um, yeah, it doesn't really stick with me. It's not something that changes me or – causes me to go a different direction. Um, And I think that's what scripture is supposed to do. Um, So sometimes I think that it's a good idea just to take bits and pieces of scripture and focus on just that, right? Instead of trying to read a whole chapter or a whole, like, it's okay to read one verse and say, hey, God, what you got to say to me in this one? Um, So cool. I'm, I'm excited to hear. How that goes for you as far as whether or not you maintain that um, and nobody does so perfectly so um, there's grace in that but I think it's a cool tool to uh, just be in God's word every day and just asking what does he have to say to me so um, on our final day we're going to jump into the book of Luke chapter 8 verse 26 through 39 and Kennedy said she'd read that for us again today so thank you go ahead So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. 
For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside of the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit out of him. The spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, What is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged to let him let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down in the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed, and all of the people in the region of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town, proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Thank you. Um, I read this story, and I've read it many, many, many times in different seasons and for different reasons. And um, yeah, it's a familiar story. What did you think as you read it? Did it seem like, oh, I've read this before, move along kind of thing? Or was there something that stood out to you this time versus maybe other times you've read it or heard it read to you? I'd say what stuck out to me the most this time was um, that the demons, they seemed pretty willing to leave the man's body. Like, they begged not to go into the bottomless pit, but they also begged to be let into the pig's bodies. Like, Jesus didn't have to beg them or order them out of the man's body. They were begging to go into the pig's bodies, which I just found it funny that they wanted to go into a pig's body and demon possess the pigs. Yeah. I think what I caught, um, for some reason, it just stood out to me like, like demons. Like, what? I, I can't relate that to anything in my life. You know, I, there's not any instance really where I saw somebody and considered them demon possessed. It seems all com all too common in the Bible. And so it makes me question like, all right, so did they demon possessed people? Were they only in the Bible times? Do we still have demon possessed people, but we don't label them as such or don't realize that they are? Um, 
I think the first thing that jumped into my head was if I were to come up with a close comparison is, you know, just the most recent example um, is that school shooting in Texas. And I think, would that be an example of a demon possessed individual? Um, I can't think of anything more evil than that which was done to those children. So in my mind, I think like, is that what a demon possessed person looks like in our day? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know if we just don't recognize it, if we don't live in a spiritual mindset where we don't see it. Um, But it's just like, uh, it struck me as like, whoa, that would be so weird to watch that entire thing play out, right? Like how that all, you know, people were afraid of this man for a long time, right? Like he was cast out of the town because he was crazy. He was psycho. Um, They'd chain him and he'd break the chains. Like, so he was powerful. Um, So yeah, I think that's what caused me like, do we see this in our lives today, in our world today? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. Maybe somebody listening does and they can email it to us. Um, But you're right. I feel like, you know, in one instance, it actually says Jesus had commanded the demons to come out of him before, like a previous time. And I don't know what that previous time was. Um, But obviously they either left and then came back or they didn't listen. I don't know. I I would think that God has the ability to cast them out for good. But for whatever reason, it seemed like that Jesus had done it before and now he's doing it again. Um, You're right. I think that the demons know full well being cast into the pit meant death. I almost wonder if they were trying to do a bargaining chip, like, all right, God, we know who you are, Jesus. Um, We know you will destroy us, but we're begging you not to destroy us. Would you like, just send us into those pigs. We won't torment humans anymore. We'll just torment these pigs. Um, and so he's using that, you know, like the demons are using the, using that bargaining chip with Jesus. Um, do you think they thought that if they were just in the pigs that Jesus was going to let them live? I think probably. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's why they wanted to go into the pigs is they're like, okay, well, we won't, you know, possess humans, but if you put us in the pigs, then we'll just mind our own business there and we'll wreak havoc maybe in other ways. Um, but not with humans. So I find it interesting that Jesus agrees. He's like, all right, I'll send you into the pigs. But then he also knows full well, right, that he has the power and the authority to send those pigs off a cliff to their death into a lake and drown. (laughs) You know, I almost find like that, that part of Jesus just kind of, um, a little bit makes me chuckle. Like, I think sometimes we try to do that too. Like, okay, Jesus, if I, if you just let me do this, then, you know, like we play this bargaining game with Jesus. Um, but ultimately I, I think it's, you know, he wins in this one, right? Sure. I'll let you go into those pigs. No problem. But the joke's on them because they end up in their death anyway, right? He destroys them anyway. Um, Anything else stand out to you in that? 
I don't think so. I think that was the main thing that really stuck out to me. So I had like, it just caught my attention that um, in verse 37, it says, and all the people in the region of the Gerasenes or Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone for a great wave of fear swept over them. It caused me to pause and think like, why would you beg Jesus to like, you knew this man was demon possessed and he was probably, who knows what kind of damage he did to that community, right? Like we don't really get that picture, but we know that the man was shackled at some point because obviously he had harmed other humans or destroyed land or property or whatever. So we know that he was a menace to the society. They certainly didn't want him around. They cast him out of the town. So Jesus like heals him, gets rid of the demons, and their response isn't to welcome Jesus and ask him to do greater miracles or the same thing for somebody else or whatever. They send him away. They're like, get out of here. As if he's the crazy one and they don't want his craziness around. I just found that like to me that's striking like why would why would they beg Jesus to leave after seeing such an amazing miracle performed and something that clearly would benefit their community Did that that catch your attention at all that they want him to leave or do you have any thoughts on that like and why would they be swept over by fear of Jesus yeah, that kind of caught my attention just because if I had seen Jesus do, like, perform such an amazing miracle on a man, I would not be begging him to leave. Like, I would be begging him to stay and just continue performing those miracles. Like, I don't, I just don't understand what would have been going through those people's minds to beg them to leave or beg him to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know that there's an answer to that. Maybe somebody has an answer to that one as well, and they can email us as well. But um, it just kind of struck me, I guess, as to why would they want him to leave? I would want him to stay. Um, and then in the final end where, you know, of course, the man who's been saved from these demons, like, he wants to stay in Jesus' presence forever, right? Like, he does not want to leave Um he just wants to follow Jesus now forever. Uh, but Jesus tells him, no, go back home and tell everything that God has done for you. Um, I know there were previous instances where Jesus healed people. And he told them not to go back to their families. You know, he told them to remain silent. So um, I always find it interesting how God chooses which ones he wants to share this, you know, who he wants to share the message and uh, which ones he says, you know what? Nope, let's let's keep this quiet for now. I'm sure it had everything to do with the timing of God's plan for Jesus and not wanting the message out too soon, um, but wanting maybe there to be fewer crowds earlier on and then, you know, gradually things grow. Um, I don't know. I'm sure God had a plan in that, but in this instance, the man desperately wants to go with Jesus, and Jesus says, no, I need you to stay here, and I need you to be my witness to the people in your community so they know what God has done for you, 
Um, and it can only be assumed that what God has done for him, they would also, he would also do for them, right? Um, and healing people who are healed, I think, are a perfect representation and they can spur us on as believers. So we can be encouraged by their stories, um, even though we don't necessarily experience that healing or that freedom or whatever. Um, other people's stories can encourage us. So as we wrap up this Friday um, and this week, um, you've already said you had an amazing time and you would highly recommend that everybody join Kim on the podcast at some point in time. Um, I think that's how you worded it. Yeah, I think I definitely said that. Okay. Exactly good. like that. <laughs> good. I just want to make sure I understood it correctly. Yeah. Um, was there anything as you like kind of reflected on the whole week um, after reading the passages and then kind of pulling them all together? Was there anything that stood out to you as a common theme? I'd say what stood out to me was almost every passage except the Galatians passage had something to do with the enemy or a demon or fleeing. Like, I think that was the most common thread yeah, between I think, all of them. Yeah, I think we kind of reflected on that before we recorded um, and just quickly recapturing that in First Kings. Um, it was Elijah who fled, but he fled because of Jezebel threatening his life. Um, and Jezebel was a Bill worshiper. So she was not a God worshiper. She was a Bill worshiper. So she worshiped the enemy, uh, essentially. So, you know, that was an instance of where the enemy was, you know, kind of attacking Elijah. Um, and so then he fled. And then in Psalms 42 and 43, um, we had discussed that. Oh, what was that one again? Um, kind of the, the enemy being in depression and sorrow. Um, and it did say that the enemy was oppressing the writer, right? So yeah. acknowledging that the enemy was oppressing and sometimes I think depression, sorrow, affliction, those things are tools of the enemy. Um, so I think that had a reference to that. And then Isaiah, um, what was it in Isaiah again? Do you remember what we said on that one? Oh, um, when the Lord said he was there for the people, he was there with open arms and they still chose to go on their evil past and crooked schemes. Yeah. Yeah. So they were choosing the enemy's ways versus God's ways. Yeah. Um, so the enemy was present in that. We didn't really find much in Galatians that we could uh, tie to the enemy or, you know, fleeing um, necessarily. So I'm not sure what was in that, but then obviously today we can wrap it up with, uh, it's pretty clearly about the enemy and the demon. Um, although he's not the hero in the story and he's not the main focus. Um, the fact of the matter is that the enemy is there. The demon is possessing many demons, actually possessing this man. Um, and Jesus frees him from that. So I think, yeah, it was interesting when you mentioned that. Cause I was like, huh? How did you come up with that? And then as we talked through it, I was like, wow, I did not catch that. Um, I would have said there weren't really any themes. I didn't catch anything that was necessarily common thread or theme. So I find it interesting how each person has maybe a different take on the scriptures that they read. So thank you for sharing what you thought was your common thread throughout there. Um, and maybe others have something else. 
as they reflect on the week of readings. But um, I guess I just want to end on our Friday with our normal blessing. So the traditional blessing. And I don't have it in front of me, so I'm hoping that I get this right. Uh, forgive me if I don't get it word for word accurate. Um, but you understand the main purpose. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.